Hello and welcome to BCL Coast to Coast, the official podcast of the Basketball Champions League. My name is Austin Green. This week in the BCL, seven teams qualified for the playoffs. That means only two of the 16 playoff spots are open as we head into the final game day of the regular season next week. Joining me to talk about game day 13 and preview the final game day of the regular season is David Hein over in Germany. Dave, how you doing this week? Uh, yeah, we, um, we're only looking for two more spots. The uh, chaos I thought uh, would uh, maybe be uh, um, basically all over him is, uh, is not quite there. Although, I, although there's a bunch of fights for figuring out even group winners. Um, uh, so there's plenty to, plenty to watch on the final game day. Um, so yeah, uh, doing good and, and looking forward to, looking forward to, uh, talk about this week and then also, um, figuring out what's going on next week. Yeah. So groups C and D are already decided in terms of which four teams will make it to the playoffs. But as Dave said, there's a lot to be decided in terms of who gets what seed. And of course, that will be very important as we head into the round of 16. This week, the seven teams that qualified for the playoffs were Ostend, Ike, Bandirma, Peristeri, Nizhny, Bonn, and Besiktas. We'll talk about those teams in a little bit more detail. But first, let's jump in with the team of the week. Let's start with Todrick Gotcher from Besiktas. He had 19 points, 12 rebounds, and 3 steals as they picked up a huge win over Neptunus. Tyler Kalinowski from Bandirma, 19 points, 5 rebounds, and 6 assists as they knocked off Anvil in Group B. Jorman Polis Bortolo from Bonn, 22 points and 7 rebounds in a win for the German club. Vlado Jankovic, 14 points and 3 assists for Ike as they sneak into the playoffs. And the MVP this week, Tayshaun Thomas from Hapoel Jerusalem, 27 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. He was swatting shots, playing some defense, doing a little bit of everything, and he's the MVP this week. Uh, Dave, what do you think about the team of the week for game day 13? What about Tasha- what about Tashaun Thomas? Uh, you know, uh, the people who've been listening to the show uh, know that I've been, uh, you know, he's been one of my, my, you know, favorite players in this league. And he was just unstoppable at both ends, come up with uh, huge uh, shots. And then also um, just really also spectacular blocks. Uh, really can't complain um, about uh, uh, really really can't complain about the guys on the team. Uh, you know, maybe one guy who kind of deserved a spot would have been uh, Stephen Gray at Peristeri. Um, scored twenty two in a in a in, uh, in a huge win at home over Bomberg. Um, had a uh, uh, had a three point play late, and also the the floater off the glass uh, to decide the game. So. He's probably the guy I would I would maybe maybe have liked to have seen on the team, but um, you know, really, again, as always, really can't complain too much. Yeah, Gray was excellent. Another guy I would put up there for consideration would be Jean Marc Wemma from Ostend. Yeah, with we that had comeback him on the podcast a couple months ago, he was a great guy, and he came up with a huge game against Manresa. Played almost the entire game with 36 minutes. He had 20 points, 7 of 9 shooting from the field, 5 of 6 from the three-point line. He also had 8 rebounds and 4 steals as Ostend made a miraculous comeback against Manresa, which we'll talk about. Coming up later in the show, we have an interview with Deshaun Pierre, the excellent player for Dinamo Sassari, who is in contention for first team all BCL. He's having a monster year with the Italian club. So Dave caught up with him to talk about their recent win over Halone, his three years with Sassari, his experience with the Canadian national team, and much more. So stay tuned for that later in the show. Coming up first, the group-by-group breakdowns, and let's start it off with Group A. One-point lead for Manresa. Ball thrown away. Usted with the chance to take the lead now. McIntosh, and one for McIntosh in this critical Group A game. Let's go with... Ostend beating Manresa 85-72 in Belgium. This was a huge win for the Belgian club as they 
qualify for the playoffs for the first time in their BCL history. Manresa would have qualified with a win, but they blew an 18-point lead in the final 15 minutes. Early in the game, Ostend were playing very well. They put a lot of pressure on the rim. McIntosh was driving. Siobhan Thompson was in beast mode with nine points and five rebounds in the first quarter. After that, Manresa took control of the game, built a lead, and in the third quarter, Ostend's head coach Dario Gerja was ejected about halfway through the quarter with the team down by 18 points. It seemed like Ostend were done and Manresa was going to win and advance to the playoffs, but the Belgian club rallied with their head coach out. Jean-Marc Wimma hit a couple three-pointers. Djordjevic started hitting threes. Angola was doing his thing. And Ostend closed the third quarter on a 17-3 run to get back in the game. And then in the fourth quarter, Schwartz, Angola, Wemma, these guys took control of the game again. Mikhail McIntosh hit a huge three-pointer. And Ostend ended up winning by 13 points, a game that looked like they had no shot uh, halfway through the third quarter. So crazy stuff in Belgium as Ostend qualified for the playoffs. Uh, Dave, what did you think about the the wild comeback there and Manresa with a very tough loss on the road? I think uh, you need to have your coach uh, kicked out of the game uh, sooner. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, uh, the assistant a raise. Right? Yeah, right. Um, no, it was an immediate fourteen nothing run after um, after the double technical, um, and uh, and then they finished the game on a fourteen an eighteen four run. Um, you mentioned uh, you mentioned basically all the guys that that really carried them. Um, and you know, this is, this is a team that, you know, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll admit, um, they're, they're playing a lot better than, 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 uh, I thought they would. Um, they, I mean, they just really play really tough defense. And that's one of the big things that, uh, you know, they, they buckled down on defense, um, after, um, after, after the, 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 after the coach got, got, uh, got, uh, kicked out and, um, and and just got the done got it got it done you know so uh, you know I, you have to you know this team was so what were they three they were um so they've won four of the last five they're at seven and six now so they were at three and five you know in a in a in a in a tough group a um and uh you know they've won four out of five now and uh, and and got it into the playoffs so i mean it's you. You have to tip your hat to them. You know uh, the guy, guys like uh, Angola and Thompson have been great all year. Georgievich um, and their kids. You know they've. Uh, you know they've really been uh, a, a strong defensive group and just getting enough offense. Yeah, absolutely. We've mentioned on previous podcasts they are one of the worst three point shooting teams in the league, but they hit forty five percent in this game. I mentioned earlier Jean Marc Wemma. Five of six from the three point line. That was huge for Ostend. Uh, because yeah, like you said, they, they play good defense. If they get just enough offense, they're capable of beating some of the best teams in the league. So big win for Ostend as they advance to the playoffs for the first time in their BCL history. Elsewhere in this group, Sasari beat Halone 83 to 73. Turk Telecom knocked off Tarun 100 to 87, and Lid Cabellis beat Strasbourg 82 to 69. That's now 11 straight losses for Strasbourg, who follow, who fired their longtime head coach Vincent Collet over the weekend. Uh, Dave, any other thoughts on Group A? Uh, first shocker, uh, Tyrone giving up 100 points. Uh, sorry to yeah. to beat a dead horse on that one, but um, yeah, Strasbourg the the. Uh, I mean, to be a Strasbourg fan, it's got to be pretty tough. Um, and uh, you know, Ali Ali Turier was also um, was also not there. So uh, yeah, Colet, you know, you started hearing rumblings like even like three four weeks ago um, that maybe maybe that might be the the thing to do. I mean, he'd been there since, um, if I'm not mistaken, 2011, maybe even later uh, earlier than that. Um, they never won a title. I think they, I think they finished second four years in a row and, um, they did win, uh, one, maybe two cups. I, I, I don't have the information ahead of me, uh, in front of me. I wish I had, had, had that, but, um, 
you know, so so this is this is an organization that's been, you know, you look at some of the guys that they've brought in, you know, there's some decent money that's being invested in it. You know, it's a it's a club that's been able to develop uh, a couple of young guys and, and, and is working in that area as well. And, um, you know, the team changed, you know, we were talking about that as well. And so now we'll just have to see what happens uh, with Strasbourg. Obviously, they're not going to make the, the, the playoffs, um, but uh, see what happens there. Um, their Finnish uh, assistant coaches has taken over there, and we'll see what happens uh, with that organization. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they recover from this going into next season. So for Group A, Turk Telecom and Dinamo Sasari are both at the top at 10-3. and three. Ostend in the playoffs. There's one more spot up for grabs. Currently, Manresa is in that position at 7-6, and six, but Lidkabelis and Halone right behind them at 6-7, and seven, and those two teams play next week, so the winner of that game will still have a chance to qualify for the playoffs, so keep an eye on that one next week in Group A. Moving on to Group B, let's start it off with Bandirma beating Anvil 89-84 to on the road to qualify for the playoffs. We mentioned Tyler Kalinowski in the team of the week. Emmanuel Terry also with another monster performance, his sixth double-double of the season with 11 points and 13 rebounds. Dave... This Bandirma team really turned it on the past few weeks. Uh, I think I think both of us, you know, maybe thought that Anvil might make the playoffs, or at least kind of a little bit hoped that they would because they're a, they're a fun team to watch with a with a good crowd and everything. But it ends up being the Turkish side with the win, and they are advancing through to the round of sixteen. Uh, what did you think about Bandirma pulling out this win? Well, I mean, you know, three pointers uh, seems to be the name of the game uh, in the game nowadays in general. Uh, and they shot fifty-two uh, percent, made thirteen threes, and then also uh, twenty of twenty-six on two points. That's seventy-one percent. Um, just a great offensive performance by by Bandirma, and were able to slow down. Um, Ricky Lado and, and Tony Roten, um, they scored 23, but only made eight of 28 free, uh, field goal attempts. That's 28%. So, you know, you, you, you're, if you're able to slow those guys down, you're, you're kind of able to, um, you know, have a good chance of beating Anvil. And, and another thing we've also said is like, if you win or lose three games in a row, you're either probably you know you have very good chances of getting to the playoffs or in Andrew's cases four losses in a row get, missing the playoffs yeah absolutely it's a, not a long regular season you can't afford a big slump like Anvil had and uh, unfortunately they sit at five and eight right now so they will not make the playoffs elsewhere in this group Happel Jerusalem clinched first place with a 96-91 win over Burgos Ike made it to the playoffs with an 81-70 win over Rastafecta and Poe Ortez. They are eliminated, but they have been playing very well lately. They beat Antwerp 75-57. to Dave, any final thoughts on Group B? Uh, you know, that Jerusalem... Uh... Burgos game was pretty fun to watch. Uh, I don't know if I'd, yeah. I'd say I'd say I'd you know at least go back watch the last you know five minutes or or, or something that, at least that. Uh, Burgos was hitting threes to stay in the game. Mac, McFadden was hitting insane threes, um, and um, you know free throws. Uh, uh, Jerusalem perfect thirteen of thirteen, and uh, Burgos ten of twenty. Uh, August um, August Lima. Um, zero of six from the free throw line. Um, and, you know, you look at free throws, uh, Feldin hit two with 6.8 seconds left, and Brimo hit uh, two with 1.9 seconds left, um, and they win by five. You know, you have 10 missed free throws, and, um, and you know, it's 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 details uh, small details that uh, that make up the game and and uh, and and uh, you see why Jerusalem is um, is you know top of the top of the group and and Burgos is uh, fighting uh, to 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 still make the playoffs maybe maybe that that prediction of me of mine that they don't make it uh, still comes true yeah so <laughs> so next week it'll be interesting to see how it plays out Burgos and Rastafecta are the two teams fighting for the last playoff spot in Group B, and they play each other next week. Borgos advance if they beat Fecta 
or if they lose by less than six, or if they lose by seven plus, but Bandirma also lose to Poe Ortez, which would create a three-way tie. So essentially, Fecta, for them to get in, they have to win the game by seven or more points and hope that Poe Ortez beat Bandirma. Burgos, they just win or lose by less than six and they're in. Is that simple, simple enough for you, Dave? Sounds totally simple. Okay. <laughs> if you if you didn't get it, if you didn't catch that, just rewind and listen to that one more time, and you'll get it. Yeah, exactly. All right, so that's it for Group B. Moving on to Group C, we've essentially had a playoff game already in Group C. Peristeri hosting Bomberg was more or less an elimination game. Peristeri got the win, 78-75, to to advance to the playoffs. Bomberg, a Final Four team from last year, are eliminated. Dave mentioned Stephen Gray in Team of the Week consideration. He was excellent. Yannick Morera was also a monster for Peristeri with 20 points. Peristeri, they got off to a great start, 9-0 run to start the game. William Hatcher was very aggressive, running the show. Kingsley Moses, Yannick Morera were doing their thing in the paint. Bomberg made a comeback, even took the lead for a little while there in the third quarter. But Peristeri, on their home court, got the job done late. Uh, Dave, what were your thoughts on the Greek club uh, making a comeback there and eliminating Bomberg? Uh, you know, getting the getting the job done at home in a big game. Um, you know, we mentioned the free throws just a couple of minutes ago uh, with uh, Burgos. Uh, here's another team that missed ten free throws uh, in uh, with with Bamberg, thirteen of twenty three, fifty six percent. Some uh, Marai did his best uh, August uh, Lima impression with uh, one of eight free throws, including one of four in the last three minutes. You lose by three points. And just one point in the final three minutes uh, for Bamberg, uh, just uh, just were not able to execute uh, um, down the stretch. I mean, even you know you saw Paris Lee, you know, airball a three with 33 seconds left. Uh, you know, not even get, giving guys like Murray, Sangfelder, Harris. Can't remember exactly who was in the game a chance to to grab maybe an offensive rebound and and uh, and try to put one back. Yeah, and Bamberg 15 turnovers in this game, but it it felt like. 25 honestly it it seemed like every time uh they really needed a bucket uh especially early in the game they were just careless with the ball throwing it away and then those missed free throws yeah that'll kill you turnovers and missed free throws sometimes it's as simple as that so Bomberg are eliminated from the competition Peristeri advanced to the playoffs uh, and they will be a pretty dangerous team once we get to that stage with uh, with all of their size and athleticism in the paint. Elsewhere in this group, Nimberg beat Mornar 98-66. to Nimberg led by 22 in the first quarter, and then Hayden Dalton was just dunking on people when they were up by like 30 points. Uh, so a, a rude, uh, rude performance from Nimberg as they make a statement. Tenerife with a blowout win as well. They beat Riga 92 to 59 and Nizhny blowout Gaziantep 89 to 64. Uh, Dave, any final thoughts on Group C? Uh, looking at uh, the Nizhny Novgorod Peristeri, both teams at 8 and 5. Nizhny own the tiebreaker, so as long as they um, can uh, can finish uh, even record with. With Peristeri, they would uh, grab the third spot, and Peristeri would be looking at uh, facing a uh, top-seeded team. All right, and then at the top of the group, Tenerife and Nimberg are both 11-2. and two. Tenerife have the tiebreaker, so as long as they finish with the same record, they will finish in first place. But if they lose next week and Nimberg win, Nimberg will claim first place. Moving on to Group D, Let's start with Besiktas beating Neptunus 76-69. to This is the fourth straight win for Besiktas in the BCL. They are 7-1 and since late December when they changed coaches, lost some of their biggest name players, and apparently that just made everything better in Besiktas <laughs> as they are rolling. Shaq McKissick had 38 points over the weekend versus Anadolu FS against Neptunus. Another big performance with 23 and 10, and the Istanbul side making it to the BCL playoffs for the fourth straight year. Uh, Dave, what did you think about the Turkish side downing the Lithuanian club in this one? 
again, you know, you either you either you either fire your coach um, or you have them get kicked out of the game, and then you have a reaction. You know, Peristeri they also uh, sacked their coach and, and had things turn around. Uh, yeah, tight, tight one throughout. You know, you look at some of the small details that that maybe makes the difference. You know, nineteen to eight points off turnovers for Besiktas and twenty five of thirty five free throws to eight of ten for for Neptunus. And you know, Neptunus at five and eight, that's much more the 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 the, the Neptunus I thought. Um, you know, I think they were, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they were uh, four and four and uh four and three or something like that you know they were challenging up to the top and um they've kind of come back down to earth um as uh it, it's just a, a club that doesn't have a have a big budget and you know they were playing a little bit over their heads and, and getting a lot of home home games early on um so but you know Besiktas tip your hat you know four four wins again you win three or four in a row you're right there in the mix and it gets you into the uh into the into the playoffs yeah, absolutely. And I think it, it maybe says something for just, uh, you know, simplifying things a little bit too. the, you know, Jordan Theodore, uh, James Michael McAdoo, these guys are gone and it just kind of made the roles a little bit more clear. You know, Shaquille McKissick is the go-to guy on the team. Todrick Gotcher now steps up into a bigger role. And then those Turkish guys, uh, around them have been doing a great job filling in, uh, filling in their roles. So impressive performance from Besiktas over the last month or so as they make it to the playoffs. Elsewhere in this group, Telecom Baskets Bonn, they're in the playoffs as well with an 83-72 win over Dijon. Zaragoza beat Pauk 86-76 and they can clinch first place next week. And Falco Zambate beat Brindisi 93-83. Both of those teams are eliminated despite a pretty good regular season from, uh, from both of them. Dave, any final thoughts on Group D? Uh, you know, Bonn uh, <laughs> losing the league, winning the VCL. <laughs> uh, you know, one note. You know, Gino Lawrence. Uh, you know, it's something. It's not thing we've talked about a lot uh, with that team. You know, he's really come in and he's uh, and he's done a good job. Uh, you know, with especially with the layout, um, with the injury, and Lawrence has kind of been. Uh, you know, really accepting a role as a playmaker and, and not needing to score, you know, here he had eight points and nine assists. So, um, you know, uh, and a guy with a little more athleticism, um, uh, you know, than DeLeo, uh, DeLeo, I'm not sure exactly, maybe would be able to be able to come back for the, for the playoffs. Not sure exactly, but, uh, yeah. So Bond, you know, getting another, uh, another victory. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they own the, the tie break over, over Dijon. Um, so it's going to be interesting in that group. Uh, you know, we'll have to see what the, what the seedings are, um, after next week to figure out, you know, you know, who might be able to play against whom. All right. So that's it for the group by group breakdowns. Let's go into overtime. First topic stat of the week. I'll go first with this one. My stat is 12. Dave mentioned that Bandirma has been shooting the ball really well lately. They made 12 plus three pointers for the third straight game in a row. That's a good way to make sure you make the playoffs is just rain threes. So that is my stat of the week. 12 made threes again from Bandirma. Dave, what's your stat of the week? You mentioned in the Bumber game, 15 turnovers and it felt like 20. Um, because, um, actually going into the game, Bomberg had the, had the fewest turnovers per game at 9.2 and they turned it over 15 times. Um, so if you compare yeah, so, and they were best in there and they're still best in the league. I can't remember. I think it's nine, 9.6 or something like that. Um, but when you, you know, almost double, you know, you know, you almost double your, your turnovers. Uh, that's why it did feel like that because you don't, you never, you didn't see them turn the ball over that much. So 15 yeah. turnovers. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Next up, the surprise of the week. I'm going to go with group D being decided. <laughs> good one. Good one. Four teams that are in. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is just shocking based on how this season has gone. Group D was constantly in chaos. One week, somebody was in first place. The next, they were in seventh. Uh, crazy, crazy parody in Group D throughout the season. 
but four teams already in the playoffs, and now it's just a matter of seeding. Uh, so that's my surprise of the week. Dave, what do you got? I think it actually would have been fun. You know, there's all these like diagrams, you know, uh, like points scored over the over like 40 years of the NBA or whatever, and like the standings in Group A, uh, Group D. You know, where they are. You know, because Pauk won those whatever it was three or four in a row, and so they were you know getting up and then they're going back down and. Um, yeah, uh, I, I went with Ben Dirma. I mean, you know, uh, getting a getting a road win uh, against uh, against a a, te- a team that's tough to, to uh, you know it's a tough atmosphere there uh, with Anvil. You know, they've won four of their last five. You know, they won the road game at Ike as well. Uh, beat Fechte, which is a tough team. Um, you know, so um, you know it's a team that 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 uh, you know. I really come to uh, thoroughly enjoy watching them play. A lot of guys I really enjoy uh, enjoy watching. So I'm going to say Ben Dierma going to 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 uh, um, to Anvil and getting the victory. All right. Next up, the team that is breathing a sigh of relief after this week. I'm going to go with Ike, the Queen in Athens. There, mm. uh, you know, after Howard Saint Ruse left the team, Keith Langford, their leading scorer, gets an injury. Ike lose a couple games in a row, and we were talking about them potentially missing the playoffs after looking like a championship contender for most of the season, but they were able to right the ship and get things done on the road in FECTA. They led by 28 points in the first half, a very impressive performance by the Greek club as they get into the playoffs and surely are breathing a sigh of relief right now. Dave, who do you have for this one? Yeah, that, that's a good one. Actually, I was going to bring I was going to bring that up in Group B. You know, you think that you know St. Louis Lang- Langford also Geekus is gone, and you know you look at new guys: Grant, Zizis, uh, Jankovic. Jankovic uh, made the made the uh, the team of the week. So you just have to think like how different this team is. Um, really, just a couple of weeks ago, um, and in in crucial spots, you know, you have. Had Saint Rouge, Linkford, and 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 uh, Gikas all gone. Um, I I went with I went with Bixiktas, um, just kind of like, you know, they're they're you know it, it's worked. Let's say you know they're they they've gotten over the hump and they they've made it into the playoffs. You know they had the changes. They they've won four in a row. Um, you know, they, they, they didn't slip up and they beat Neptunus, which is a team they really need to beat if you're going to be a playoffs team, playoff team. And so just to, to get it done, um, and to, to, to prove yourself again, that, that what you're doing is right. You know, you lost some big names, you lost a big name coach and, 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 uh, but you're able to get another victory. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very impressive stuff out of Besiktas. On the other side of this, the team that is probably feeling the biggest disappointment after game day 13, I'm going to go with Manresa. All they had to do was beat Ostend, and they were in the playoffs. I know they were on the road, but they were up 18 points with 15 minutes left. Ostend's coach were ejected. You would you would think that Manresa would be able to win that game, make it to the playoffs. Uh, but instead they kind of crumbled under the pressure there as Ostend mounted that comeback. So I'm going to go with Manresa for who is feeling the biggest disappointment right now. Uh, Dave, who do you got for this one? I'm going to stay here in Germany and go to Bamberg. Uh, you know, you, you, you're, you're in it. You've court, you've, you've changed things this season, you know, with, uh, Roel Moore's coming in as the new head coach. Um, and, and everything else, uh, new GM, uh, sports director, whatever, uh, you know, it's a game you, you absolutely have to go to Greece and win it. And, and, and you, and you, you don't, you don't execute down the stretch. Um, and, uh, and so you lose it and, uh, yeah, just, um, you know, uh, Moraes has gotten a, a vote of confidence from those in charge. Um, you know, they're going to definitely see it through. Uh, and see what happens now in the playoffs, uh, in the uh, in the BBL, what it looks like there. But uh, I, you know, you have to think that this is a team that went to the final four. Of Cre- it's a different team, of course, but it's a you know, it's a club, it's an organization that went to the final four, um, and now they didn't even make the playoffs the next year. So, and you brought and you brought in a, a coach that made it to the final four with with as one of the probably bigger surprises in the BCL of a team going to the final four. 
Yeah, absolutely. Tough season for Bomberg. I think everybody within the club had higher expectations and, and also on the outside as well. I think everyone, everyone understood it might be a step backward given all the new, uh, all the new faces, but to not make the playoffs and al- already be eliminated before the last game day of the regular season, certainly a disappointment there in Germany. And the last topic, the player from an eliminated team that we wish could be on a playoff team. Uh, some of these guys have clauses in their contracts where when the team is eliminated from the regular season, they can move around. Not sure who exactly has that, but for this one, I'm going to go with Justin Dentman from Poe Ortez. He was a late signing for the French club right now. He's leading the Champions League in scoring at 21.8 points per game. He tied the season high for single for points in a single game with 35 against Rastafecta. He is an absolute scoring machine at the point guard position. If you could put him on a team like Ostend that, you know, is is sometimes starved for offense, uh, that that could be a pretty awesome situation. So I'm going to go with Justin Dentman for this one. Uh, who do you got, Dave? Good pick. That was actually the one I was going to end up going with. I wrote down a bunch of names and was just going to see who you would come up with. Um, uh, would kind of would like to, you know, there's a couple of guys, you know, Zakic obviously from Lee Cabello. So I guess Lee Cabello is still a possibility that they get in, uh, you know, Kelvin Martin with his defensive, uh, you know, the, the great defense he plays, Brindisi, you know, Tony Roten. Um, I'm going to go with Ibrima, uh, Falfe from Antwerp. You know, I, I love this, you know, he's been one of the revelations for me this season. Um, especially the, the, the the passion that he's that he's that he has on the defensive side you know we talked a little bit with uh dave dodinsky then uh uh, when he was on the show um and uh so i'm gonna go with him you know him on it on on uh on a playoff team just with his uh with his with his versatility uh defensive wise that would be uh, a pretty big asset to have yeah, absolutely. And he's always a threat to make the uh, top five plays of the week highlight reel. Uh, so yeah, good choice there. All right. So that's it for overtime. Coming up next, we have Dave's interview with Deshaun Pierre from Dinamo Sassari. So stay tuned for that. Dave and I will catch you on the other side of the interview to preview game day 14 and wrap things up. Double team down on the basket. Take this. We get rejected. What a block by Deshaun Pierre. Picks it out against Beasts. Deshaun Pierre made one three pointer. Makes another one for the Canadian international. Back to back three pointers. All right, so on the show this week, we have Deshaun Pierre from Diana Mossassari. Um, Deshaun, thanks for uh, taking some time out. No problem, man. Um, so before we get to your game against uh, against Salone, uh, the the sport of basketball lost an icon this week uh, with uh, Kobe Bryant. Uh, you guys honored him before. Uh, before the game, you guys were wearing, you you were wearing yellow shooting shirts with a co- photo of Kobe and his daughter Gigi uh, on the front and uh, Bryant twenty four on the back. Um, maybe how important was it for you to make sure you guys honored him before the game? You know the the whole organization you know knows that Kobe Bryant changed the game and you know was an icon to everyone. So it was very important for us to tribute him in any way that we could and it was the least that we can do is tragic what happened to him and his daughter and you know everyone who has family can understand how much that that pain that pain is so it was good that we were able to do that for for him um you you've been you've been in uh in europe now for four years you were in the states obviously you know everybody knows him in the states you know he lived in italy uh, growing up, spoke Italian, and you know AC Milan fan and all that. Um, what was was the uh, what did you think of the response in Italy? Um, just maybe in general about how much how many people knew him and and about obviously you know you're Canadian as well and you have international basketball feel. Uh, just your response uh, in 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 Italy. Um, well, I, a lot of our Italian guys were like heartbroken. We had uh, one player who was. Uh, 
Lorenzo Bucarelli, who like really looked up to Kobe and, you know, I think it hit him the most. And obviously in the crowd, you saw all the yellow and purple that was there. And, you know, all around Italy, I think he was a big, uh, like all around the world, obviously, but in Italy, you know, they respected Kobe and he really respected Italian basketball too. So, you know, it it probably hurt them really a lot, a lot, just as much as it hurt everyone around the world. Um, it's obviously not a, uh, you know, not, not, uh, you know, it's a pretty somber topic to, to bring up. So let, let's, let's try to, to move into, you know, some, some, some more, some more, uh, pleasurable, uh, items on the agenda, if you will. Um, you guys were able to beat Halone, uh, game day 13, 83, 73. Um, maybe just talk about uh, this victory and maybe some of the keys to the win. Uh, it was. It was a good victory. You know, Halone has been on a, a hot streak lately and they got a new a new really good coach and they have really good players. So uh, being able to play them, handle business at home and uh, you know, get back to confidence, it was it was good. It was good. And um we had a we had a new player, Dwight uh Colby come in and make some really great plays along with everyone on our team. So it was uh it was a good it was a good one. And and with the win, you guys are, are still neck and neck with Turk Telecom for first place in the group. Uh, how big would it be for, for Cesare to, to win the group? It would be, be huge, you know, especially with uh, whoever we play next. You know, we're, we're thinking about next right now. Obviously, we have one more game in Manresa. That's uh, very, very important. That's a very good team. So, uh, you know, at first we have to handle business over there. But if we could place first in our group, that will be that's that's the goal right now. It'll be perfect for the playoffs moving forward. Uh, is there any maybe extra motivation knowing that uh, fellow Canadian Kyle Wilchers is over there in Turk Telecom? Maybe some some bragging rights for for Canada? <laughs> no, it's it's all love. You know, it's all love. You know, he's a great player. They have a really good team over there too. But you know, when it comes to competition, you want to be first always. So you know, off the court, it's always love. But on the court, we have to try to get try to get that number one spot. Um, you're, you're from Whitby, um, uh, which is kind of, uh, I guess, I guess maybe called suburban. I don't know if you'd call it suburban Toronto. Um, and it's actually, I guess, I, I don't know, maybe even call it, uh, uh, you know, uh, almost more of a hockey, hockey town city, I guess, whatever location, you know, some of some, some really great players have, have come from there. Olympic gold medalists, um, maybe talk about, uh, hoops growing up f- for you and, and, and why you w- went to the round ball instead of the puck? <laughs> you know, it's just honestly for me, uh, my my family, my dad really put me into basketball when I was younger. I'd always sit down and watch the Michael, uh, watch Michael Jordan play when, you know, he would sit me down, make me watch all the, the videos then with him. So, uh, honestly, that was my biggest influence and then he put me in basketball um when i was eight years old like organized basketball when i was when i was in whitby so um yeah uh thinking about it just watching the toronto raptors like i always wanted to play and then vince carter came around i watched vince carter growing up in toronto so i mean basketball was Basketball has always been around Toronto, and it was very easy to get into the game. And I loved playing basketball growing up. And obviously, the championship they won last year it made the made basketball even bigger for the city. And it's amazing how much people support Canada basketball back at home. And that, and then obviously there was also the the under nineteen World Championship, uh, the World Cup, which um, R J Barrett obviously played a huge role in that. Uh, Canada's first. Uh, gold medal at a, at an international competition. For sure, um, for sure. You know, um, you know, much of the much of that, uh, almost the entire team was was from from the Toronto area. You know, you look at some uh, couple of guys coming from the from the West Coast uh, out in uh, British Columbia, and uh, mm-hmm. actually a little bit more out of you know Montreal um, as as well. Um, you know what? What could Canada actually be like once maybe some of these other 
some of these other provinces, uh, you know, come, uh, you know, step up just as, as big as Toronto and, and tar- Ontario are? I, I think, uh, you know, it's just about finding the talent early. Like, I think there's talent all over Canada. And um, it's just more about opportunity and, you know, being able to find these players because they're, they're out there right now. And, uh, I mean, I think looking at our national team now compared to what it was uh, years ago, we have a lot of players who are in the NBA playing professionally um, all over the world. So, you know, Canada basketball has has uh canada has the talent we've got to find it over the over uh we've got to find it a little bit a little bit more and you played on the canadian national team um at the first ever under 17 world cup in 2010 uh in germany and you know you were alongside andrew wiggins bennett uh kevin pangos uh hanlon and and you guys actually won took home the bronze medal after losing to the usa in the semifinals. Um, probably seems like, uh, quite a, quite a long time ago, but maybe how do you remember that? For sure. It was a cool experience. It was, it was probably the first time I played for the national team. So, uh, it was, it was, uh, it was very cool experience, especially winning the bronze and playing, playing with and against, you know, those type of players. And, uh, you know, it's something I'll always remember for sure. And and then you've uh, you you played at the under nineteen World Cup as well, and then and then made it into the uh, Canadian senior national team. Maybe your thoughts about uh, um, helping Canada qualify for the two nineteen World Cup? Uh, you were playing in uh, you played in four of the six FIBA windows. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was it was a cool experience, and uh, um, being able to travel and represent your country, you know. It's something that you always wanted to do. It's something that I always wanted to do growing up. So uh, being able to have the opportunity to do that, I, I took it. And, uh, you know, I'm just happy I was able to help qualify. And hopefully moving forward, um, we'll be able to do more uh, do more at the World Cup, at the Olympics, whenever we, whenever we make it. When, when you weren't uh, selected to play in China... Uh, maybe what feelings did you kind of have? Was there any sort of disappointment or were you really just, you know, really was there just pride that you played a big role in, in helping Canada get there? No, I was, I was proud that uh, I played a role helping them get there for sure. But at the same time, you know, before all of that happened, everyone knew that it was one big team. It wasn't going to be like, you know, separate teams. Obviously I didn't make the cut for the world championships, but uh, you know, everyone knew what, we had to put in and at the end of the day it is what it is so i was happy that we were able to get there and you know they did their thing at the world cup and hopefully we can make it to the olympics with the next qualifiers yeah for sure um after uh um, at high school you you actually stayed up in in canada um and uh, ended up going to university of dayton maybe maybe what you what decided what made you decide to to go to dayton you know, uh, Archie Miller came to my house and watched me practice and we talked and, you know, he was probably one of the biggest parts, obviously, along with my family and uh, high school coach, Dean Hutchcraft, you know, we made a decision that it was the best place for me to go. And, you know, Archie and Coach Kulik, uh a, a, lo- a, b- a bunch of uh, people from Dayton really came together and, like, made me decide that I really wanted to go and play there. And it was a great four years. Yeah, and and probably one of the highlights was the 2014 uh, NCAA tournament. Uh, Dayton is in Ohio, and uh, and then in 2014, uh, you guys beat Ohio State in in the NCAA, NCAA tournament. Uh, you guys were 11th seed; they were uh, a six seed, um, and really, I guess, only about an hour apart. How good did it feel to knock off the the biggest team in the state like that? Yeah, it was it was cool, you know. At that age, I, and honestly, being from Toronto at the like a little bit outside of Toronto at the time, I didn't really follow uh, college basketball growing up as much, you know. So uh, um, I didn't really know about how how big it was at the time. But looking back on it, you know, it was a really cool, cool, cool uh, experience. And you guys actually had a really good run. Um, you you ended up beating uh, number three Syracuse and Stanford, and then. Ended up getting knocked off by by Florida. Maybe some of your favorite uh, memories from that tournament. Uh, I think uh, when V Sanford hit the shot against Ohio State, um, 
for me personally, knocking down some free throws to um, put us up in, in Syracuse and uh, just just winning, honestly, winning and going that far. You know, we had a great group of guys and we always talk about it to this day and it helped us really come together and you can always say that we made it to Elite Eight. So it's a very, uh, it's, it's a very cool situation, like now looking back on it. And uh, after your rookie season in Germany, you you ended up going to Sassari, and this is actually your your third season now with the with the club. It's you know it's kind of um, unusual for for young players to stay with a club for for three season. Uh, what do you think it is about Sassari that's maybe maybe kind of have, um, made you want to stay there? Honestly, uh, you know it's a good art organization. President does a really good job at uh, just you know making sure things are are right over here. You know, we've had three. It's, it's been, it's been. Um, when I first got here, we kind of had a rough season. It's been going, it's been getting better and better every single year. So, uh, you know, it's been. It was, it was easy for me to say to to sign back, and um, you know, I'm happy to be here. That that's that's about it. We have good players over here. We have good teammates. We have uh, you know, good facilities, and it's it's really easy with the fans to come and play every single night and play in front of a, a bunch of fans that really love basketball and makes it easy and makes it a lot more fun. So I really like it over here. And you're having success. You know, you guys took home the, the FIBA Europe Cup last season. Um, how did it feel for, for you to lift your, your first European uh, trophy and, and the club's first as well? Oh, for sure. It was, it was cool. Cause uh, it was good. Like I was super happy just because, you know, the years before that, my first two years, uh no it didn't win anything so being able to work 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 for two years and finally hold up some uh have some kind of accomplishment was was really really good and you know Pots was a big part of that Pots really gives confidence to all of our players and uh you know we we played out of our mind once uh he came over here and i, I give a lot of respect to Pots for that yeah we'll get to we'll get to coach in a, in a minute um Cesare is in is in Sardinia an Italian island in the Mediterranean uh you grew up actually on the uh the banks of of the uh, uh lake Ontario is that right yeah 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 uh maybe just what it's what it's like living on the island uh on the island it's it's cool you know like it's not like I don't think I've seen it snow one time yet <laughs> and, <laughs> and, <laughs> Uh, I don't miss it too much. You know, sometimes we get to go home, depending on fever breaks and stuff. I get home and it's just horrid. It's so cold. It's so cold. But uh, no, you know, it's it's always warm over here. And, uh, you know, you get to get some of the best food you can, at least pasta. And uh, so it makes it, it makes it nice living on the island, very easy living over here. Um, obviously Italy's known for its food. Um, and you mentioned, you mentioned the pasta, how hard is it? How difficult is it for you to stay in shape there though? <laughs> you just got to watch it. Obviously basketball always comes first. So, but it, it definitely, you know, you can get carried away sometimes and you just got to track back. Uh, we, we ask our, um, our Instagram, uh, followers, uh, of the basketball champions league to, uh, put in some questions um and uh this one it might uh kind of seems like maybe a uh, a trick one uh, jack cooligan 45 ask, <laughs> who, ask who's your favorite big man you've ever played with uh i'm not gonna say favorite because i don't know who my favorite is but he's definitely up there and he was my roommate last year so you know i don't want i don't want to get a message from him later on but he was definitely one of my favorite big men to yeah. play with um Stage and TLA twenty two uh, one wants to know who is the top three players at Mario Kart and actually Soro costs nine. Who is the best Mario Kart? Uh, who is the best in Mario Kart game on on Sasari? Uh, maybe what what's this Mario Kart? You guys uh, you guys have a, a bunch of guys playing on the team then? You know we have uh, it takes we have to drive to usually we get flights out of Olbia so we have to, not flights out of Olbia but we have to fly off the island for every single road game. So, uh, you know, we always, every, about nine of us have Nintendo Switches and we play um, on the plane all the time. And right now we have a little bit of a battle between all of us. And right now the top three players would probably be, you know, I would like to say myself, but, you know, I've been slacking a little bit. So I'll give it to Steph, then me, then Miro, 
and then it just goes down from there. I'll put Polly or Sirakis about uh, fifth or sixth. <laughs> um, Claudio Arzara, what do you love most about Sasari? Honestly, people are super friendly. You know, it makes it easy knowing, like, uh, it just, just, just makes it easy. Like, people are super friendly, great fan base, and the food, the food, like, you, you, you can be really happy over here. It's not dark all the time. It's not cold all the time. It just makes it really easy to, to live. It's a very nice place to live. And last one is uh, Andy, uh, Andy Cambera. Uh, favorite basketball shoes? Uh, are you a sneakerhead? Do you have any favorites at all? Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I love shoes. And, um, I mean, the my favorite sh- uh, shoe release from last year would probably be the Sakai, the red, blue, and yellow ones. Uh, but those are walking shoes. And basketball shoes, my favorite ones I've ever played in were probably um, some I, some Kev, some KDs. I played in some KDs in, um, in Germany, in Braunschweig when I was there. I played in some KD9s, and I loved them. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you had uh, 16 points, 19 rebounds against Tyrone. And, and after the game, your coach, uh, Pazeko, said, I have no words to describe him next year. Deshaun has to play in the NBA or at least EuroLeague. I have played with great champions, but he is very strong. Um, how, how does it feel knowing your coach has that uh, level of faith in you? Uh, it's, it's, it's nice, you know, like, uh, you know, is a very uh, – like genuine guy and uh, for him to say something like that um you know just it makes it easy for me to play you know makes it easy for me to trust him obviously and uh it's, it's nice that he has so many so much confidence in me what, what would you say you guys are doing best right now it's making you guys successful you know we know i think we all trust in each other and we're very uh, i think we're we're smart players you know uh we know where we have to go every single game. We know what we have to do. Sometimes we do it. Sometimes we don't. And uh, but we we understand. And sometimes when one person is down, you know, Pass is a good Pass is a good, very good per- people person. So he knows how to pick people up. And I think the whole team, the whole team from Pots to Edo and Jerry, the the staff, um, everyone picks everyone up. And uh, Honestly, we don't really have a lot of down down games because of it. I feel like you guys are second place uh, in in the Italian league, and and uh, you're heading to the Champions League playoffs. Uh, maybe talk about team goals for both competitions. Team goals. I, honestly, I think everyone is on the same track, and we believe that we can we can win. We can win against anyone. Now, you know, sometimes we don't win every single game, but. We're hoping we we feel like we have the talent and we have the the coaching to to do good things. We don't know where that what's where that's gonna be, but we really believe that we can win uh everything when it comes down to it. And what would it what would it mean to make it to the final four? Uh it'd be it'd be huge for sure, you know, like you know, last year going to the uh winning the championship in Europe Cup and obviously Champions League. Uh is is just a, a amazing has amazing teams in it, you know. So it would be a big uh, accomplishment to us to to be able to be part of the final four of Champions League, and uh, hopefully make it even further than that. And and to finish it off uh, next week, you guys close out the the BCL regular season on the road at Manresa. Yeah. Uh, maybe just uh, what do you what do you have to do? What does the team have to do to uh, finish off the regular season with a W? Uh, we just got to play tough, and we have to lock into a certain um, the, the scouting report. You know, they like to run a lot, and they're very, very good at home. I know they dropped one last week, or uh, I think it was against Cologne, but you know, they I don't think they lost much at home before that. So um, we just got to make sure that we we stay locked in and do the things that we've been doing for most of the season. All right, fantastic stuff, to Deshaun Pierre. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, finish the uh, regular season strong, and, and uh, hopefully you and everybody else on the team stays healthy. Uh, no, uh, thanks for calling, and uh, no problem there.
All right. Thanks again to Deshaun Pierre from Dinamo Sassari for joining us on this week's show. Thanks to the fans and Deshaun's teammates for submitting some questions on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> His teammates too. Uh, what, what did you think about uh, what Deshaun had to say? I, I like when our interviews get hijacked by players. It's always fun. I think the players like it too. Um, y- you know, one of the things actually I was uh, um, it actually brought up through the players and um, and I think it's fun also for the fans to kind of get a, a glimpse into it is like the Mario Kart uh, thing that, yeah. you know, these these guys are, are on the road so much. Um, you know, he was talking about, you know, having to uh, having a, a long trip uh, before he can even fly. Um, you know, there's so much on the road and and, uh, and to find a way to to kind of make it all a little bit easier and everything else. I think that's important. And it was kind of uh, it was cool to uh, to get a glimpse. Uh, you know, it's always nice to hear, you know, uh, you know, the, the food and, 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 you know, what it's like to live in, like in, in his case on the island. But, you know, sort of this fun, this fun side, it's something that uh, the fans really don't get a, a chance to, to to hear much about. So that was kind of neat to get a glimpse of. Um, and, and, and I really appreciated also the, that, that his answer about that he was really more, it was more about pride for him that, uh, that, that he helped Canada get to the, to the, uh, to the World Cup. Um, not necessarily, you know, disappointed. I'm sure there was a little bit of disappointment, but, you know, that, that there was a lot of pride with him, you know, doing his part in helping, uh, Canada get to the Basketball World Cup in China as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, with, with the Mario Kart stuff, you know, I'm sure, if they win the title, they're not. It's not going to be because of Mario Kart. But that is kind of just a, a culture, a team building thing. It's it's cool to see uh, to see guys do stuff like that on, on the on the road, uh, you know, and, and just kind of build that camaraderie within the team. And you know, it's it's probably not a coincidence that the teams that that can do that sort of thing uh, and, and find some way to bond off, off the court end up having some success on the court. So yeah, that was. All great stuff from Deshaun Pierre. So thanks again to him for his time this week. Dave, looking ahead to next week, game day 14, the last game day of the regular season. There's only two playoff spots up for grabs, but a lot to be determined in terms of seeding. Looking at Tuesday's schedule, anything of particular interest to you? Uh, you know, I, I probably the game I'm, I'm most, most interested in is the... Uh, Dijon Besiktas, you know, Dijon is still, it's not a team that, that, uh, that, uh, that I'm convinced still not, you know, I mean, they have, they have talent and all that, but, um, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what Besiktas can do. Um, and if they can grab a, a, a road victory, um, and, you know, Dijon kind of need this to, to go into the playoffs uh, on a high. Um, and also, obviously, just to, to know that they can defend their their home court. Um, and uh, so so that's probably the main game uh, I'm watching. I, I know it really doesn't have loads of playoff impl- implications, uh, but that's probably the one I'm watching most. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I think that's probably the best one from Tuesday. Also on Tuesday, Nimburg host Peristeri. Nimburg fighting with Tenerife for first place. Peristeri uh, hoping to jump ahead of Nizhny and get third place. So that'll be a pretty important game also in Group C. For Wednesday, the headliner, I think Borgos hosting Rastafecta. Like I mentioned earlier, Borgos win that game or lose by less than six, and they are in the playoffs. If Rastafecta win it by seven-plus points, it looks like they will make it in. Uh, so that is going to be a very good game on Wednesday. Uh, any, anything else from Wednesday's slate? Manresa uh, at home against Cesari. Uh, uh, Obviously, if they can win, uh, they would, uh, um, you know, get in. Depending on that result, it's going to be actually playing at the same time. There's uh, Halone hosting Lee Cabellas, who I didn't, I didn't actually say it yet. I'm still, I'm shocked that they're still in the playoffs race. Um, and the other one is, is the question if Ostend can actually score 100 points against Tyrone. Yeah, yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be fascinating <laughs> to see. Ostend, a team that that struggles to score against Tarun, a team uh, that does not struggle to give up a hundred points. Um, yeah, that'll be that'll be a fascinating one from Wednesday as well. All right, so that's gonna do it for this week's episode. Thanks again to Deshaun Pierre for his time this week. Thanks to all of the fans and Deshaun's teammates for submitting some questions 
on Instagram. Make sure you go subscribe to livebasketball.tv to watch all of these games live or on demand. Visit the official website, championsleague.basketball, for all the highlights and the news and analysis to stay up to date on everything with the Champions League. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BasketballCL and visit the official Champions League YouTube page for all of the highlights. Dave, any final thoughts uh, heading into game day 14? That's it. One more. And then we uh, have a little break and then uh, to look at the playoff matchups. And uh, so, yeah, we get to figure out now who's 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 playing against who then. Uh, so just enjoy. Well said. Just one week left of the regular season. A lot to still be decided. There are going to be some very intense games next week in the Champions League. So make sure you check those out. That's it for this week's episode. For David Hine over in Germany, my name is Austin Green, and this has been BCL Coast to Coast.